today, New York Attorney General Letitia James files a civil lawsuit against Donald Trump. Matt Walsh exposes Vanderbilt University's transgender clinic, and a North Dakota man admits to killing an 18-year-old he believed to be a Republican extremist. Yeah, we've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and we are joined today by Blaze TV contributor Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle and also Alex Stein on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So make sure you are subscribed to both, especially for the wildest conspiracy theories. Uh, I am also joined by the one, the only Matthew Marsden, who is, of course, actor and producer extraordinaire. I feel like you're just kind of a jack of all trades if I were to list all of the things that you do. Well, no, I had to cut show. you off. Um, Matthew, you posted a picture of your young self. Were you a male model? Is that is that where you got your star? <laughs> no, were you? Seriously? I should have known. Okay. Yeah, have you uh, seen his pictures? I mean, he's very guy, handsome. I mean, he's still a handsome man, but I looked at this picture. I go, what is this? Who is this guy? Yeah. What the yeah. hell? He used to look like that before <laughs> no, he got no, old and ugly. Good, but, I mean, this picture, this professional modeling picture, I go, wow, this guy can sell some underwear or whatever. I don't know what he's selling, but I'd be buying it. He's looking very good. Yeah. Well. You'll Go check out his Twitter right now, yes, to, for the, oh for the proof, for the, the receipts. Many women right now are over there yeah. typing in your screen name or your, your uh, name on Twitter, which is what, Matthew D. Marsden? That's correct. Did I have yeah. that right? Yeah. Is it weird that I knew that? No. Okay, good. All right. But go check it's it out. Weird. Go check out his latest tweets. I'm telling you, this guy, still a handsome man, but when he was a young man, I mean, this guy's like... Uh, uh, it puts me to shame, and I'm like one of the this. most beautiful. I'm one of the most. <laughs> I'm one of the most beautiful human beings. I'm just saying, I'm one of the most beautiful human beings in Blaze history. <laughs> this guy puts me to shame, so it's just you know my self-esteem is a little lower. Well, now that Alex has wasted the first five minutes of the show, <laughs> I will always no, waste the first fine. five minutes. This is a <laughs> it's non-news it's, part. It's, this is a non-news part of the show for the people watching home. Now we'll get to the news. Excuse me. No, it's not a waste. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. Go on. Go on. It's okay. All right. So earlier today, Newark Attorney General Letitia James filed a 250 million dollar lawsuit against former president Donald Trump, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. and of course the Trump organization uh, alleging staggering fraud in the family real estate business. She announced the lawsuit at a press conference today. Here's a clip of that. He did this with the help of the other defendants, his children, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, and Eric Trump, and former Trump organization CFO Alan Weisselberg and Trump Organization Controller Jeffrey McConney. Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization repeatedly and persistently manipulated the value of assets to induce banks to lend money to the Trump Organization on more favorable terms than would otherwise have been available to the company. To pay lower taxes to satisfy continuing loan agreements and to induce insurance companies to provide insurance coverage for higher limits and at lower premiums. Wow, that's a snooze fest. Uh, she claimed that Trump lied about the amount of cash he had on hand, overvalued his real estate properties, and ignored legal restrictions on development rights. Uh, the court papers claim that Trump valued his 40 Wall Street property at as much as $530 million in 2013, when it was actually appraised at $220 million in 2012. And of course, 
She is seeking to permanently bar uh, Donald Trump, Don Jr., and Ivanka and Eric from serving as directors in any New York company, in any New York company. And uh, she wants to bar Trump and the company from striking any real estate deals in New York for five years or getting any loans in New York for five years. Um, now, I want to, I just kind of want to give some perspective here because this is a woman who literally campaigned on trying to take Trump down. She tried to do that criminally. Uh, it did not work for her. So now I guess she is trying to go the civil route. Uh, I want to play for you the uh, I want to play for you from the Donald Trump Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, from the Donald J. Trump Rumble account. Uh, just a little just a little reminder that she actually campaigned on suing Trump. Watch. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. We need to focus on Donald oh, Trump. We need to follow his, his money. What is fueling mm. my soul right now is Trump. This illegitimate president. Wow. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General uh -oh. every day, suing him, and then going home. Uh-oh, I, I mm -mm, that was a no-no phrase that she just said, illegitimate president. Mm -hmm. That is, whoa, you are not allowed to say that, I'm told. But then again, that only started uh, just recently in 2020. Yeah, and I just want to, for the people playing at home, you might be aware of QAnon, but what you just saw is called Blue Anon. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this is the liberal version of their conspiracy, and they were able to just spread these misinformation lies from 2016 to up until 2020 with no repercussions whatsoever. So it's just kind of funny how when you see the narrative change. Why is that? Like, why can't we talk about the election anymore? But yeah, we could do it for four years. So people like Letitia, she's taking this personal attack on Donald Trump when her state is actually, the, not just the city, but the entire state of New York is absolutely in shambles. I think they spent almost a million dollars on drag queen story time for children. I think it was like $750,000. They have a bail reform system where people are actually rubbing feces on people and getting out of jail within 24 hours. And she's spending the state's resources to civilly sue Donald Trump. And it's not even a criminal matter. So. It's just a waste of time, and it's just all political um, political Ponzi scheme, basically. It takes me back to uh, one of Donald Trump's favorite favorite sayings, which is witch hunt. Mm -hmm. And you can't help but watch all of this stuff and go, yeah, it is. Yeah, and, you know, you look at um, what they're doing. They've started, like, they're like, oh, who's this Florida governor over here that we're going to, we're going to, like, just make sure that he shuts up mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So what all this is is it's scare tactics because your average individual, and we know that Ron DeSantis doesn't have a, like a lot of money because when he came forward, he said this is, you know, he was very squeaky clean about, you know, all his student mm -hmm. loans and anything. What they're trying to do is they're saying, if you run, if you think you're going to come up against the machine, this is what we're going to do to you. We're mm -hmm. going to destroy you. We're going to come after your businesses. We're going to come after your children. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what they were doing. And, and a lot of people don't think about this. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this when, when Trump ran and they were like, oh, you know, he's going to enrich himself. I'm like, he's going to lose everything by this. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to go after him. They're going to keep going after him. He comes out of the presidency. They're still going after him. Mm -hmm. And so what do you think anyone, any decent person that is looking to run for, for government right. in right. any way, shape or form is like, I don't want that. I don't want to destroy my children's lives. Yeah. It's utterly despicable what they're doing. And everybody, even on the left, you should go, come on. I mean, where's, Hun where's Hunter? <laughs> where's Hun There's nothing about the guy that lied on a federal document. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable that there's a pass on one side 
and there's this witch hunt mm -hmm. on the other side. It's mm -hmm. disgraceful. Well, and I just want to make this quick little point, the thing you said about Trump. Trump was the most popular with rappers. All these rappers would yeah. rap about him. I yeah. mean, celebrities on the left and right love Trump. As soon as he ran for president, universally hated. Yeah, it's very weird how yeah. that happened. Um, so I want to, uh, Matt, you mentioned Governor DeSantis. Um, we have been keeping you guys updated on the story of Ron DeSantis flying the, what was it, 53 <laughs> illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard and how all, of that, yeah, how all of that transpired. If you recall, one of the reporters on the ground said that the illegal immigrants were actually thankful to Ron DeSantis for taking them there. I mean, who wouldn't be? It's an amazing place, amazing views. Um, why wouldn't you be grateful that someone actually flew you for free to a really awesome vacation place? And by the way, even after that, they were taken care of. I mean, if you consider being taken to a military base is taken care of, but they were given shelter, they were given clothing. I mean, they were taken care of for free for them. So they were very thankful. Well, now all of a sudden, I'm sure you guys will be shocked to hear and you won't at all put the pieces together that perhaps some leftist activists have gotten involved and gotten in these migrants' heads that some of these illegal immigrants who were flown to Martha's Vineyard by Governor DeSantis have filed a lawsuit against him in federal court. They allege they were victims of a, quote, fraudulent and discriminatory scheme to relocate them. And uh, the, of course, leftist nonprofit group Lawyers for Civil Rights claimed that Florida officials designed and executed a premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme centered on exploiting this vulnerability for the sole purpose of advancing their own personal, financial, and political interests, which, of course, DeSantis' office responded, uh, it is opportunistic that activists would use illegal immigrants for political theater. If these activists spent even a fraction of this time and effort at the border, perhaps some accountability would be brought to the Biden administration's reckless border policies that entice illegal immigrants to make dangerous and often lethal journeys. Um, it is, uh, it's very fascinating. All of a sudden, after these leftists make a spectacle about it, these migrants just have a, a change of heart. I'm sure it's just completely coincidental and not at all these awful, miserable, insufferable white liberals who are trying to tell these brown people how they are oppressed because these poor brown people are not smart enough to figure it out themselves. They need the white liberals to explain this to them, Alex. Yeah, and, and this is why America is the greatest country on earth. It's the only country you can enter illegally and then you get to sue the government for uh, not giving you the proper care when you enter the their own country illegally, and I'll be honest, they should sue because uh, I heard they flew on Spirit Airlines, so they didn't get a they didn't get a free soda. So actually, I think they have a lawsuit personally. Just not against Ron DeSantis. Yeah, well, he should have flown them Delta next time, all right, or American <laughs> Airlines. But uh, so I'm kind of on the migrants' side. If they, you know, Spirit Airlines, it's like I barely made it there to Martha's Vineyard. They're lucky it made it there and landed safely. So. Yeah, actually, I get there. I'm actually on their side in this argument. This Shut legal up. I am. Yeah, because he needs to fly them with at least, like, nice. I mean, you know, a free bag. They didn't even have free bags. They had to leave their bags in, uh, did in they El Paso. Have, did they get free bags in uh, Venezuela? They did get free bags, actually, when they landed in Martha's Vineyard. They all got knapsacks and goodie bags. But that's neither here nor there. They didn't get to take their original ones with them. So I, I want to bring up, too, for the record, that uh, the DeSantis's office did provide uh, the consent form, copy of the consent forms that these people signed. And you may be like, well, they can't speak, they don't read English. Well, it was written in Spanish as well. So these people, just as with Governor Abbott, these people know exactly what's going on. They know that they are being taken somewhere else. But I mean, if you're uh, an illegal immigrant, uh, which you're not. I'm a legal immigrant. Illegal immigrant. Illegal. He is. I am a legal immigrant. If you're an illegal immigrant and you come here and someone is like, hey, 
we'll take you, we don't actually want you, but we'll take you to a place who does want you, to an area that says that they are all about trying Sanctuary. to provide for you. Aren't you like, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gonna take you to paradise. Do you wanna go? <laughs> and you're like, no, I'd rather stay here. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And the, the other thing about that is when they got there, they're like, hey, listen, it's okay. You go into a, a lovely dormitory. They didn't say that it was in an army base. <laughs> yeah, but. They lied to them. They yeah. said, no, yeah. and someone said that. I don't know if you saw the clip where they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I feel really bad now because we kind of told them that they were going to this really nice dormitory. I'm like, no, you're shipping them off mm -hmm. after 24 hours, you're out. And the funny thing is when you ever, because this for me is a real thing because I did do it properly. I did go through the right process. And like I always say, I do it a thousand times again because it is a privilege and an honor to be in this country and, and, and to be an American. But the moment you start saying, immigrant, they'll go, no, they're asylum seekers. Um, I'm like, yep. all of them? Yep. Every yep. one of them is an asylum seeker, yep. really? Everyone. Like everyone. Yeah, yeah. Even why if they're from they, Russia, even if they're from Guatemala, you know. Why aren't they <laughs> seeking asylum in Mexico? Well, what about the two from Pakistan that they picked up? Mm -hmm. Of course. Asylum they came seekers. All yeah. the way, like, how did you get there? Right. Like, it's not right there. Well, it, that also, it drives me nuts, too, because they will say that, and they'll say, Seeking asylum is not illegal. And it's like, right, but there are certain points of entry that you're supposed to do that and you're supposed to do it the right way. You're not just supposed to walk across the actual Rio Grande River in the middle of the night when it's gone down enough for you to walk across it and then just like walk in. That's, that's the, not the asylum seeking process. They don't even do that anyway because what they do is they'll come over, they'll get, they'll get processed and they'll say, hey, listen, you've got to turn up at the court day, at, the yes, court, at yes, this state. Yes, yes. And then they just don't go. Right, yeah. right. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. Right. We thought, we oh. really thought they were going to show up. Yeah, it's, it was shocking to me that they just disappeared. <laughs> I would have thought that these people who broke the law um, just by the sheer fact that they are here definitely would have respected the law when they were told to come to court. Yeah, and it's confusing. It's, I don't know. It's <laughs> and, and we have great guys like you that come here and there's a lot of other, you know, uh, people that migrate here the right way, but this is the problem. It's not even the people that are seeking asylum. I actually would want to kind of help people if they really were like a refugee from somewhere bad, but they give these kids a social security number. As soon as they get here, these are children under 18, and then they go put them on somebody that is a family member, and they're not even a family mm -hmm. member. It might just be somebody that they know. So it's like the sex trafficking, the drug trafficking, that is what's so sinister about the border. They just totally ignore that. They'll put a million cameras in Martha's Vineyard for a busload coming of uh, 50 migrants, but they will, if, and we'll talk about this later, Bill uh, Mulligan for Fox News, him going to the border and just showing People crossing it illegally, the White House is like, oh man, we can't show this. Yeah. If they just gave one ounce of that attention to the actual border, maybe they could actually fix or at least make the situation a little better. I was told though that there's nobody coming across the border. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you That's telling a... me that they lie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Nusu Labs. So, I get it. It's hard to lose weight, uh, especially when you have cravings throughout the day. And those of you who are working from home are probably you get bored and you go to the pantry and you got, you know, the salty snacks and then you've got the sweet treats that maybe you eat too many of. That's why you have to try the new weight control formula from Nusu Labs. They use biohacking technology to curb your appetite and control all of those cravings. Uh, they've got natural ingredients, antioxidants, and it's going to maximize a healthy metabolism and keep you away from all of those empty calories. It's safe, it's natural, and you're not gonna have the harmful side effects and get like all jittery throughout the day. It doesn't do that. Trust me, I know. I've used it, I love it. Uh, and they guarantee you'll lose up to three pounds in the first week or your money back, so you have nothing to lose except the weight. 
Do you get it? Accept the wait. Uh, right now, get a free bottle with your order at nusulabs.com slash Y. That is N-U-S-U-Labs.com slash Y. Matt Walsh did some research into Vanderbilt University's transgender clinic, which opened in 2018. And uh, here's a video he found of Dr. Shane Taylor explaining how she convinced Nashville to open this clinic by emphasizing the sheer profits just from the gender transition, transition surgery industry. Watch. I'm trying to give you an idea of how much these bottom surgeries are making. And this is, I think this has to be an underestimate. Uh, this is for a vaginoplasty. They're saying they're quoting roughly around $20,000 for a vaginoplasty, but that doesn't include your hospital stay, that doesn't include your post-op visits, that doesn't include um, your anesthesia, your OR. So I would think that this has to be a gross underestimate. I think that's just like the surgeon's uh, piece of it, which anybody who's ever been in a hospital knows that that's like 10% of it. Uh, and the female to male bottom surgeries, these are huge money makers. Again, I think this has to be an underestimate that they're quoting around $20,000 for a phalloplasty. There's been different things that I've read that said it could be up to $100,000. So if you think that these doctors, uh, they just care. They just care about the transgender people, the transgender youth. No, it sounds a whole lot like it's all about getting rich off of mentally ill people. I want to play a couple more uh, videos for you guys that... Matt Walsh uncovered because I think it's very, very important to to see the kinds of things that these doctors are talking about. By the way, in one of these lectures after uh, this initial one from this doctor, staffers were warned by the Vanderbilt health law expert that any conscientious objection to any of these particular surgeries would be met with consequences. And they were told that they probably should not even be working at Vanderbilt if they don't want to participate in these trans surgeries. Uh, here's another video from Vanderbilt's Psychiatry's YouTube in 2020, uh, where they have admitted, they admitted to have given irreversible hormone therapy to children as young as 13. Watch. We can provide gender affirming hormones on an individual who is on a pubertal blocker, depending on whatever kind of blocker they've chosen or we have discussed with them, or they can present to us at a later stage of puberty and then we provide the gender affirming hormones. Previously, the Endocrine Society recommended to start these at age 16, but we all know that would be delayed puberty, right? Not 16 year olds don't start puberty. So more recently, they did update that to say as early as 14 wow. for compelling reasons. So we have some individuals who have started gender affirming hormones at 13 or 14 to be more like their peers. Again, fertility preservation and consent are very important to discuss prior to any initiation of these. But it gets worse. Uh, there was another video that he exposed that uh, it's plastic surgeon, Vanderbilt plastic surgeon, Julian Winnicor and physician's assistant, Shaylin Vanderblomen ad admitted to performing double mastectomies on teenage girls, watch. For any kind of top surgery, uh, we do require one letter of persistent well-documented gender dysphoria by a licensed mental health provider. Um, we ensure that the patient is capable of making uh, fully informed decisions on the, their own. They're the age of majority. However, for a lot of our younger patients, um, again, if they are 16, 17 here at Vanderbilt, um, if they have been on testosterone, have a parental consent, um, we're able to do a lot of the top surgeries for those patients. Now, I'm sure it will come as a surprise to no one because these people are complete cowards and don't actually believe that what they are doing is the right thing. After Matt Walsh exposed, the, exposed this, they just 
they deleted the entire website for their gender clinic. Like, the website was just nowhere to be found. Uh, the governor is calling for an investigation into this particular clinic. Um, so we'll see what happens, but it just infuriates me when I hear them using the term top and bottom surgeries. Like, that's not what... It's very cute that you want to come up with a little flowery name to disguise what you're actually doing. You're chopping girls' breasts off and coming up with a cute little name like top surgery to make it sound cute and trendy. That's not what it is. So please, if you're out there and you're talking, you're having conversations with people, stop using those terms. Those are their terms. They coined them to make this less disgusting. Let's call it what it really is. Uh, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty disgusting when you have a doctor up there saying that, oh, well, this is going to be really beneficial financially for the hospital. And I just kind of use this example. I know it might be weird, but follow me. It's like if anybody goes to the dentist, a lot of times like the the, you know, the dentist is kind of nice to you, but at the end of it, then you get the office administrator. And that's when they come in and like, oh, you need to get $10,000 worth of dental you know, work. And that's where they kind of put the pressure on you. And the reason is, is that's exact same as these hospitals. You know, it's like maybe the doctor is trying to give you the impression that they care about you, that they mm -hmm. want to help you. But there's some administrator yelling at this doctor, we need more money. We got to figure out how to, you know, increase revenue for this hospital. So it's all about money. They don't actually care about these children. That's the sickest part. They're literally cutting off genitals of children in order to line their pockets and if they really want to make money and this write this down if you really want to make money instead of cutting off penises figure out how to make them bigger because then you're gonna have a line out the door and i'll be your first i'll be your first customer figure out how to make it a lot longer i'm there and then you still get to cut on penises all day so it's a win-win matt hey listen please. i was i'm sorry i i, I could no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but I was, I was actually listening to that, and as a father, like it's you, like you feel your blood pressure oh, rising. Man, I, right? I, I, I'm just yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, I, I don't know if it, even if I can comment on it because it was so infuriating to me. But but look, the problem is, in history, we've had certain individuals, teachers, doctors, mm -hmm. uh, clergy, people that we look up to as figures that we that we respect and we, you know, we say, okay, well, that's why, you know, if you get a letter from the doctor, that's a, a responsible individual. That's gone. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. we got to just, this is gone. Teacher's gone. We know that from libs of TikTok, yeah. right? But if you look at this, look at COVID. This is the thing to me, I, I, you know, when all that was going down with the vaccine, Everyone's like, no, they're doctors. I'm like, oh, oh, so yeah. doctors are immune from greed. Right, right? I, right. I forgot that they were like some kind of angels that came down, you know, and they're like, oh, no, we don't, we don't want to make money. Excuse me, that's my second Porsche. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, the, the, the farmer, they don't want to make money. Oh, yeah, the guy just made like how many, um, billions of dollars in profit, right? Mm -hmm. Can we please just understand human nature and understand that humans are greedy, Right, not just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're immune to temptation mm. and those kind of things. Do no harm, right? Mm. Isn't that the first thing that they should do? Do no harm. Where's that gone? You're chopping kids' breasts off. You're doing different things. It is kids. Anyone that has children, especially teenagers, right, knows that they're confused a lot of the time. It doesn't matter, you know, what it might be about. They might be confused about where they're going to go to school, but. You just sit down and you, you're a parent to them. Yeah. And what they're doing is that these, these people is they're undermining the parents. 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's really evil. It's not like, oh, it's bad. It's an, it's an evil pursuit, 
Right, and these kids are going to end up killing themselves in the end because yeah, you're right, seeing it. It's yeah. just that they're miserable. It, oh. No, go ahead. No, I'm just like, it just, it, it, it really angers me. I know. And I know. there's going to come a point where some dad is going to go, I said this before, right? Yeah. Some father's going to take, his, take the law into his own hands and do something about it because this can't, it's not all about profit, right? Do no harm. Like, look at the health of the child. Mm-hmm. And, and let me say this. I say this to our, uh, everyone in America that, the bonus of growing up in Europe is doctors don't rush to prescribe you stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't. They'll go, oh, you know what? You know, it's a fever. You'll get through it. Like, right. oh, you know, have an Advil or whatever. They do, here, Fever serve a purpose. Yeah, here yeah. it's just like, oh, you know, boop, boop, boop. Yep. Mm-hmm. you know, oh, they've got ADD. Boom, 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 boom. Give them drugs, give them drugs. And when I first came, I was like, whoa, yeah. hang on a second. And luckily I got a pediatrician that was an old school pediatrician that was like, no, nah, you know, your kid's fine. They'll get over it and boop, boop, boop. And that's what we need. But now, and, and part of this is the litigious nature of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of American, yeah. you know, Americans tend to sue way more <laughs> yeah. than anyone else, right? Yeah. So, so doctors will always, <laughs> an artist this the other day, like my, a friend of mine had a, had a bad diagnosis, but they give them the worst possible outcome yeah. oh, of course. rather than yeah. the best possible outcome yeah. and say, mm, you know what? And you know, when people get sick, a lot of it as well is in the recovery is mentally. Mental. Like, yeah, but you know why they do that? Because if a doctor tells you you have six months and you live a year, the doctor's a hero. Bonus. Yeah. You <laughs> saved your but, but it really is a thing. And I think that people need to start questioning their doctors because a lot of the time we're like, okay, it's a doctor. You know, okay, it's a teacher. The teacher knows what's that's over. And, it's gone. And don't forget that I, I agree with you about the greed aspect, but I think there's also a, a strong component of these, the medical community has been infiltrated at the highest level. So this yeah. is, they are being taught this garbage. And when they are already, you know, they're robots, it's just like, well, this is what I'm taught. This is all I know. And this is what I'm going to practice. And, and that's all that, that, they, that there is to it. I'm not saying that doctors aren't intelligent, but I mean, it's, they're memorizing what has been given to them to learn and how to think. And that's all that they know. Yeah. So if it's coming from the top down, it's difficult for doctors to even understand this. Now, I would say you don't have a conscience if you are okay with this type of, of thing, but that's a whole nother, look, we could spend a whole episode well, on that. Go I ahead, just wanna make word. this quick point though, this is the last word, if you guys ever wanna really lose your trust in a doctor, talk to a pharmaceutical rep, especially a yep. pretty pharmaceutical rep, because yep. they're gonna tell you about all the bonuses that they give these people for yep. prescribing these medications that the doctors don't even know. You know, half the time these doctors don't even know the side effects of the medicine that they're prescribing in order to get Super Bowl tickets or a trip mm-hmm. to Cabo San Lucas. So just talk to a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical rep and ask her about the incentives that these pharmaceutical companies give to doctors in order to prescribe their medicine. And then you tell me if they're making these decisions based on trying to help you, you know, recover from some sort of illness or if they're trying to help themselves go on an all expense paid vacation. Uh, And wasn't this, by the way, all the left was all about like, hey, big pharma. Yeah. Are they what happened to that? Farmer, yeah. Yeah. What happened yeah. to that? Like o- Occupy Wall Street. They no, they can't them. do that. Right. And now they're all like, yes, whatever. Yeah. That's the biggest yeah. psychological operation. Now um, they all love it. By the way, the bonuses that Alex was talking about uh, do also exist for the childhood vaccine schedule. But I digress. We will <laughs> yeah. take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, listen, if you are living in a city, especially the inner cities, you need to make sure that number one, uh, you have the ability to protect yourself. Also, number two, that you train with whatever firearm you have because it is your responsibility to be properly trained. That is why I use iTarget Pro. This is awesome because it's you're actually, it's going to pay for itself in one time of using it because you're dry firing, 
in the comfort of your own home with your actual firearm. So it's going to save you on the trip to the range and it's going to save you on a ton of practice ammunition. You download the app and you load the laser bullet into your firearm and you just start training. This was the way that I first introduced my son to uh, my firearm and I felt very, very comfortable with it because obviously it's not loaded. He gets to learn the different components and he gets to uh, he gets to see how accurate he was. And wow. He was really sharp. You got to go to uh, itargetpro.com. You can get 10% off and free shipping if you use the offer code NEWS. That is the letter itargetpro.com, offer code NEWS. Recent estimates from the U.S. Congressional Joint Economic Committee and NerdWallet indicated the average American household may have to spend an additional $11,500 just to maintain the same standard of living as previous years. Uh, American families spent on average $61,300 in 2020. Due to inflation, the exact same purchases this year in 2022 will run upwards of $72,900. Um, things are going really great in Joe Biden's America, but he was just on with 60 Minutes the other day. And he said that inflation has only gone up just an inch. So <laughs> it doesn't, but it does, sure doesn't feel like that when you really add up. And uh, look, I, I'm not sure that the average American just has an additional $11,500 laying around to throw at these bills. It's not like we're talking about frivolous expenses. We're talking about food, gas, clothing. You got to have all of those things. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's getting pretty tough out there. The sticker price at the grocery store is insane. I mean, I eat like about 10 bags of Oreos a week. And I think they went from, and I eat too many of them. I think they used to be $2.99 uh, before Biden got in. Now they're literally like $5.99. I mean, I mean I'm just really using is. that as an example. Yeah. I'm just trying to use this like Nabisco, Kellogg's, all the stuff we shouldn't be eating. But all that little stuff that we don't even notice that was $3 is now literally almost double the price. So imagine if you're not Alex and you're me and you actually <laughs> put good, nutritious food in your body. Those are even worse. Yeah. I mean, really. Really, like it's it is bad. I go to the grocery store and I'm just like, holy crap! I bought like 11 things. How am I spending 100 dollars? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I went. I know this is really boring, but I went to get salt for like the the osmosis or whatever yeah. in the system. No, it's great. Yeah, and I, I was like. That's gone up like by two dollars. Like wow, the good sea salt of the, the body, the stuff for like the yeah, taking a, yeah, it, a salt it, bath. Yeah, yeah. But who would have thought this would have happened? I don't know. Uh, it's to me. I thought that we were going to have low gas prices under Biden. I thought that everything was going to be great. I didn't think we were going to have two million people come across the border. Who would have thunk it? I know. And then on top of this, as you see, the White House, as you know, they're they're kind of dodging that. We had ninety days where the gas prices went down, but now they're trending back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, but it'll be Vladimir Putin's fault. It's all Putin's it, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Putin's it's Joe Biden's credit when it goes down, but it's Vladimir Putin's fault when it goes up. And I don't want to take over the show because I didn't see this on the rundown, but Vladimir Putin's going to drop a nuclear bomb, and we're screwed. <laughs> we're all screwed, and now we're going to have to go into war. I mean, you saw what Joe Biden said. If he does that, we're going to get in the war. Yeah. I, I think Putin might do that just to, just to troll Biden, you know? I mean, he might even not even... I'm just worried that he's going to keep escalating the war in the Ukraine in order to make Biden look bad because he probably likes America getting involved. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I so I want to just really quickly go back to we're talking about this conversation about inflation. And um, my husband and I were at a, a Thai restaurant uh, across the street, actually having lunch. 
and they had these signs all on all of the tables. And look, I'm not, I, it was on the sign. I didn't fact check it. So just a disclaimer, but it wouldn't surprise me. But it, the point that it makes, I think, is very important, which it just says fryer oil 12 months ago was $12. Six months ago was $35. It's $50 today. Chicken wings was $45 a case 12 months ago, $175 a case today. Takeout boxes, $25 wow. 12 months ago, $95 today. This is the same for all our cleaning, paper, and food we use. If a local restaurant adds a few dollars to your meal, it's not to get rich. It's to continue to stay in business. And my heart just really, really broke for not just this business, but so many small businesses, restaurants, especially um, throughout the community that it's like, well, if COVID didn't kill you and the pandemic didn't kill you with the government shutting you down, inflation probably will. So pack it all in. Even the best mom and pop, you know, restaurant. It's hard. It's getting really hard out there for people. It just made me really sad. Well, it's funny you say that. Not to be all anecdotal and talk about my personal thing, but I was at a place in Brunswick, Maryland, in the middle of nowhere called Penny's Diner, and I bought pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes, is, and you know, I love chocolate. It was only like $4 <laughs> or something. I was like, dude, that was so cheap. He's like, yeah, even though prices are high, we're really struggling. We're keeping the prices low to try to get in customers. Yeah, so yeah. it's like they have this kind of right. catch-22 is where they don't want to make their prices too high, where people don't want to come and eat there. So yep. it's really tough for a lot of businesses out there right now. Yeah, because I mean, we used to go out to eat a lot more often than we do now because yeah. we'll go and we're like, how the hell did we just spend $200 at just a casual restaurant, you know, for our families? So um, it's getting tough. All right. Before we take a break, I do want to play this. Uh, Hillary Shulton, a Michigan Democrat running for Congress, appeared in a campaign ad showing her son wearing duct tape sandals and an in-window air conditioner turned off because, you know, as we're talking about Times are tough. Well, uh, she reportedly earned over $200,000 last year as an immigration attorney, and her family's total income was, of course, even more because her husband received consulting fees from two nonprofits while also earning a salary as a university professor. But she really wants you to believe she's just like you. Times are really tough, especially for her poor son with the duct tape sandals. Watch. Times are tough. And like most Michigan families, we're making do with less and making things last longer. Oh I'm Hillary Swilton. <laughs> with things so expensive, it's tiring watching politicians fight each other instead of working for us. Both sides need to give. Democrats should stop the spending, and Republicans need to focus on people, not power. I approve this message. In Congress, I'll focus on the issues that matter most to Michigan families, because they matter to mine, too. Don't you believe her? Isn't she so believable? She criticized both sides, so she must be in the middle and totally trustworthy, you guys. Well, and did you notice those sandals didn't even need the duct tape? I know we got to probably pause on it, but that's what made me so mad. If they would have needed the duct tape, I would understand. Yeah. They, were, they were perfectly fine. They, they look brand new. They were broken stocks. They were broken stocks. $150 sandals. Like, what the heck is going my, on? My Louboutin <laughs> heels yeah. need some yeah. duct tape. My Uggs. Oh, I need so, a new pair uh, of Uggs for the winter. Oh, my last one have a, a little scratch on it. It's them. like, you know, that scene in Dumb and Dumb Always, like, hey, can you take this? You can borrow these other pair of yeah, that's clubs it. that I was You've wearing. You've had a second pair. <laughs> I'm sorry that your Birkenstocks didn't last. Dumb and Dumber, oh, one of the best movies of all time. These people yeah. are so insufferable and bad. Uh, well, the worst part is, you know, the director's like, let's put some tape on the sandals yeah. and we'll do a say, you know, because everything is so produced. So they're like, yeah. oh, we're going to show a shot of the sandals <laughs> and they're going to look, they're going to think, well, they're so poor. And, and don't, they normally say, don't they normally say at the end, I approve of this message? Mm -hmm. Not like I'm talking and I, I approve, approve of this. what I, I say. I know, I thought that was weird. I'm like, that's <laughs> really weird. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, that whole commercial was very weird. Yeah, uh, that yeah, was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's because Democrats are all, I think. Leftism is a mental disorder. So, uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Yeah, but the sandals, I watch the thing, they're not even that. The duct tape on it, they don't even need it. On Sunday, Foster County deputies in North Dakota were called to an alleyway by 41-year-old Shannon Brandt after he ran over and killed 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson. Uh, he told authorities that Ellingson was part of a Republican extremist group and he was afraid that they were, quote, coming to get him. Also, he was under the influence of alcohol and confessed to hitting Ellingson with his car because of a political argument. Um, and he... By the way, not such a good guy, left the site of the crash, but returned and called 911 before leaving again. So he will be charged with criminal vehicular homicide and a DUI with $50,000 bail. He was released today after posting bail. Uh, just before this alleged hit and run, Ellingson reportedly called his mother to ask if she knew who this man was. His mother said yes and immediately went on her way to pick her son up. He also made another phone call to his mother that they were chasing him. And I'd just like to point out for the record, this has happened 17 days after Joe Biden's infamous MAGA extremist speech where he is giving a speech from the depths of hell, demonizing (laughs) and dehumanizing half of the country, which has been a very, very slow, methodical, long time coming of uh, trying to paint an entire political party as horrible, extremist, violent, domestic terrorist, all of the things. These are the consequences of doing what Joe Biden did, of doing what Maxine Waters has done, what Nancy Pelosi has done, what the entire left wing has done for all of these years does have consequences. Unfortunately, uh, this 18-year-old didn't deserve the consequence that was brought to him. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't care. I mean, look at Kenosha. They don't care if you kill anybody with a car. I mean, seriously, you know, they they don't even consider that a weapon. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the outrage, the fact that the guy was able to get out of jail the next day um, when it's obviously this is some sort of political motivate, politically motivated murder. I mean, that should make you sick. It makes me sick just saying that. And that's where we're at, where this is a, this is what they do. These politicians, they make us fight each other so that we never actually go after them, the people that are causing us. These issues, because I'm, I don't know that guy, I don't know both the victim nor the guy, but they probably don't even really hate each other. They're probably not even that different of people. But because we've been so radicalized in this identity politics world, you, people are literally out there motivated to kill another person for no reason, yeah. because they voted for a different uh, political candidate. It, it's insane. Yeah, it's fascinating, because if you're so afraid that an, uh, an 18-year-old, a 41-year-old man is so afraid that an 18-year-old is coming to get him, and you're in the car already, and the 18-year-old is not, I feel like you just drive away. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, look, firstly, how heartbreaking is that? I mean, that, that kid, son was a I know, gorgeous, gorgeous young man, yeah. like, with his whole life ahead of him, and it's just, it's heartbreaking, I, I feel. Well, he committed the inexcusable crime of perhaps believing in less government. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, right? Yeah. It's like standing up for what you believe in. Now it deserves murder. I mean, it's unbelievable. Where are the, where, where are the protests? Well, you say yeah. murder. Notice they didn't charge him with murder. It was vehicular, criminal vehicular homicide. Well, the, yeah, because... Which I is mean, a big the, difference, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, this is what they do. Right, this is what mm-hmm. they do. But, you know, when you're in a car and you've got a mob around you smashing the windows... 
you'll get prosecuted if you try and drive away and you hit any of them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, mm -hmm. look, mm -hmm. it, it, there's, there needs to be a clear delineation. And we've seen it. We saw it with the Trump story earlier on. And we've seen it with this is there's one set of rules for one people, one group of people, another set of rules for another. And if you are in the classical term of being a liberal, I mean, even if you're a left, you've got to look and say this is not right. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a functioning society cannot continue like this. It just can't. Mm -hmm. And we really we're getting to a point where. Uh, I know a few other people on this show have said it multiple times. It's like, you, it's looking like we're going to have to pick like which side are you going to be on and where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of an America do you want to live in? And I don't want to live in that America where, I, look, there's people I disagree with all the time. Listen, I'm an actor. I've been on yeah. set with people that I, that I hear say the worst things yeah. about people that I care about, good people. I mean, wasn't it this thing with Matt Damon recently where he's like, oh, I actually realized that, you know, Republicans are actually human beings <laughs> yeah. and they're nice yeah. people. Like, you, didn't, you don't get that. Like, I don't think that, well, I do think that some of the other side are monsters. We've seen that these people willing to... There's monsters on both sides. There, there's monsters on both sides, but the content of someone's character. But now we're in a situation where it's, it's an us and them mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, and I, I mean, I hate to, I don't wanna just say they're the ones in the wrong and, and we don't ever do anything wrong, but it, the, the calls for violence and stuff, it, it really just seems to only be exclusively on the left while they are painting us as the violent extremists. It's just so frustrating because it's like, you had Kathy Griffin, who I know she backtracked and said, that's not how I meant it, but she said that if Republicans win, there's gonna be a civil war. Uh, you know, we're, you're constantly hearing the term civil war from the left, and it's like, I don't understand how you guys are trying to paint us as the violent extremists. Like, you guys are the ones committing the violence. Yeah, no, I mean, the extremism, like you could argue, like you said, there's monsters on both sides, but it's very left-leaning when it comes to the calls to action for actual violence. You look at the Antifa, you look at the events that you've been to, Sarah, where mm -hmm. you see these people now, they're, they're, they're beholden to carry these huge weapons. I mean, carrying multiple weapons. So it's about intimidation, and these people on the left, they do want to fight. And I think that's the difference between the right is the right wants to be kind of, you know, um, I guess almost too diplomatic on the right a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and the yeah. left is not diplomatic at all. So that's where we have that, you know, uh, all that, you know, that yeah, juxtaposition. You, that you fight. can't reason with another side who is completely unreasonable. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's sorry, guys, but it's time to fight fire with fire, in my personal opinion. Uh, and you're right. doing that. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, how, because how do you think that the left was able to change the culture so much? Why are we talking about drag queen story time hours? Why are we talking about all of these? Why are we talking about kids getting their genitals mutilated? Because Republicans have sat back and said, I'm just going to pay attention, mind my own business, pay attention to my families and not bother anyone else. And uh, that's when the left came in and changed all of the culture while Republicans sat around and minded their own business. So I think it's time to stop minding your own damn business and get involved. The, ro over. the road to hell is paved with good with intentions. With good intentions. Thank you. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Less than 24 hours after gays against groomers had their PayPal and Venmo accounts disabled, the group said that their Google account was also disabled. This is, of course, an organization of gay people created this to stop the sexualization and abuse of young children. And um, I would say that this is very homophobic of Google and PayPal and Venmo. I think that's very extremely homophobic because 
these, these are gay people. Don't, don't they have a right to speak for themselves, to tell their own truth, Google? Don't, don't these gay people have the right to tell their own truth, you homophobic bastards? We're definitely getting kicked off YouTube now. Yeah, that, that, that's what I want to say, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to I make this point. If they didn't follow Susan Wojcicki's terms of service, they deserve to go. And they don't, they don't deserve to have PayPal. They don't deserve to have Venmo. And I think we should shut all their bank accounts. As long as you guys don't touch mine, uh, just make sure to shut all theirs down. He, he, Alex is just like kissing Susan Wojcicki. Yeah, Susan, I love you. Sarah's insane. <laughs> I don't know why she's you're doing such a great job. He's like, I don't even yeah. know her. Yeah, I, I don't even know her. I've never even I'm been on, on green this show. Screen. I didn't know this was going to be an anti-YouTube episode. No, but on, on a serious note, though, it, it's funny how like even the people that you would think are marginalized, like you know, gay people, if they speak out against their agenda. They even get more marginalized, mm -hmm. so you're right. It's just like bigotry. I mean, they're going after um, homosexuals. African-American Republicans are like, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. Right. They're Join like, the hey, club. welcome to yeah. the club. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. All right, well, uh, gentlemen, thank you. Alex Stein, Matthew Marsden, make sure you are following both of them, and we will see you all tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.